Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Angels to aliens. From ghost stories to angel encounters. Bigfoot sightings. Alien abductions. Near-death experiences. And more. Get advice and insight with Angels to Aliens. Heidi Hollis, the Outlander. Outlander. Welcome, welcome everybody to Angels to Aliens with me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Join me here every week where I discuss the most incredible stories on the planet from the paranormal to mysteries to horror to even heavenly interventions. I will always welcome you, the listener, to also send over your personal stories of mysterious happenings that you'd like to share or get advice on. Um, I'll also be interviewing some of the most intriguing guests, from researchers to experiencers, authors, and other cultural creatives. And remember, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories like Spotify. Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And, uh, you know, you can always find us at Believe.com. That is B-L-E-A-V.com. <laughs> and at Believe Podcast. And know that you can find me on Twitter. Put a one in front of Heidi Hollis. <laughs> so that goes for most of my social sites i guess you could say so it's at one heidi hollis um facebook same thing instagram same thing and then i also have the Hatman letters which is a blog where i also answer your scary spooky stories when it comes to the hat man that's at medium.com forward slash at heidi hollis once again so you guys you're in for a huge treat because Oh my God, I've been wanting to talk to these two for a while. So I have Tony and Cherie Rothman, who are a husband and wife paranormal team and have operated Entity Voices Paranormal Investigations EVPI located in Phoenix, Arizona, and have spent the last decade discovering the truths about spirits, entities, and life after death. Tony and Cherie Rothman lead professionally operated paranormal investigators into some of the darkest corners of Arizona. And that's just not it, because they travel all over the place. They go to private homes, businesses, investigations everywhere. Haunted historical locations, haunted hotels, you know, all those places that you like to stay up. <laughs> and there's somebody else living in there. And they've traveled all over the country, even abroad, so they can understand the paranormal phenomena and adding to a common base of knowledge in the community, Tony and Cherie, they specialize in spirit communication through EVP and ITC, which is something we're going to really get into. And they operate the Copper Canyon Paranormal Research Center, the old Phelps Dodge Hospital in Ajo, Arizona. So everybody, 
round of applause for Tony and Cherie Rothman. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Hi, Heidi. We're doing great. <laughs> cool. Am I saying, is it Rathman or Rothman? Rathman. Rathman. Us. Okay, there you go. I don't know why. I just wanted to silence that. <laughs> my goodness i it's been i swear since i've heard about you guys and the stuff that you do you know everybody thinks oh some more ghost hunters no 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 geniuses (laughs) we're speaking with genius (laughs) ghost hunters this is not your typical husband and wife team no 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 because you know anybody anybody could go out with uh, a recorder and say, anybody here? And, and just take that for as it may. You know, like, oh, they would get a whisper or whatever. No, no. Tony has to go and invent something so he can hear them better. <laughs> I mean, my that, that God. Is, that is true. It, it, it's expanded for us considerably um, since we began. Yeah. Um, yeah, and let us down the ITC uh, role. And so, yeah, I, I had to figure out how Spirit Box worked and how to create one and of course the big thing was how to improve it of course so did you drive your parents nuts and like take things apart to try to figure it out because most of us accept things in life as being typical and just go along with it tony (laughs) well i didn't drive my parents nuts because obviously i haven't lived at home for the last oh my god 40 years but um (laughs) But drove my wife crazy, yes. <laughs> oh, you take things apart and leave it. Okay, gotcha. But it well, just seems to... <laughs> Yeah, I I I consumed the kitchen table for like a month. Oh and she wasn't happy about that. <laughs> oh. we have dining table for not only a month. Oh my was gosh. Was it longer? Yeah. We were eating in a floor in a carpet in our living room. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Wow, somebody needs a, a man cave like somewhere. Maybe build a shed out back. I don't know. It, it, exactly. My my office desk was being used for work at the time, and so yeah, I consumed the kitchen table, and that didn't go over so well. Oh my gosh, I just can't imagine. But it does seem to stem from childhood when we're curious about things, and that's why I figured you must have just like ripped something apart, took it, and, you know, oh, let's see what the <laughs> how the remote control works. What? Don't <laughs> destroy the remote control. I. <laughs> So that's fascinating. So what's your background that would even help you to be able to create this new piece of equipment you've got? Well, I I did work um, when I was a teenager in an electronic shop. And so that did help uh, give me a background as to, you know, how to even create what I was looking at creating. Um, So I guess that answers the question you're asking is, yeah, I did, I did, uh, I did have a very slight electronic background. Ah, gotcha. But your your father was also instrumental in some of the, your knowledge, though, correct? Well, my father has um, sort of a science background. He was a, a physical science, chemistry, and um, teacher. So I don't know that that was necessarily a background, but he definitely has posed and asked so many questions as to how what we do and what we uh, capture, how that happens. Gotcha. That's, that's fascinating. So do tell <laughs> how on earth, okay, so like I get it where one of you could have an interest in these odd things, but 
two, both of you married. How, who started it? <laughs> that that I guess would have been Cherie, because oh. um, she she always had an interest. Um, she would try to get me to watch like paranormal shows, and at that time, eleven years ago or whatever it's been today, yeah. um, I just I wasn't there. I, I didn't have an experience to solidify that. And so she kept saying, Hey, let's, let's come and watch this or look at this. And, you know, at that time I kind of rejected it, but there was a Valentine's day you that called me a big BS and I'm <laughs> watching the paranormal. Show. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> well, you're a skeptic person. What, huh? what, yeah, I was, I, I was a skeptic. I won't deny that. But what yeah. happened was, a particular Valentine's Day, we would always go, you know, go do something sort of romantic. We'd go to a hotel, we'd sit around by the pool, we'd, we'd drink. <laughs> but this Valentine's Day, she said, I, I want to do something different. I said, okay, what do you want to do? And she said, I want to go to someplace haunted. Well, I had no clue at that time. <laughs> so I had to do research. Um, because I wanted to obviously appease her request. Um, so in doing research, I found one here in the Phoenix Valley and I booked it for the weekend. Well, then I figured, well, how's she going to do research without any equipment? So of course I bought a digital recorder, night vision camera, an EF, EMF meter, right. and purchased those for her and we went out and did this. Wow, well, the boss the boss uh, won you over, huh? That's cool. Yeah, she is definitely the boss, has been, always will be. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Exactly. That is so true. <laughs> so it wasn't until we got back that she started going through what we had captured, and she was calling me over every three to five minutes, look at this picture, what is that? Oh, you have to hear this audio somebody answered who was that we were one of three guests in the entire hotel that weekend so they're i mean they've got like 300 and some rooms there's seven floors so we were up on some of the higher floors where there weren't even guests and the responses were coming through and sheree said to me who answered this there was nobody there was nobody around how did that happen listen to this so I, of course, listened, trying to debunk it, mm -hmm. and I couldn't. And I couldn't for about, what, three, four months I tried and <laughs> tried to find a reasonable explanation as to how we were getting responses and, and could just couldn't do it. A couldn't determined answer. skeptic. So, Cherie, what, yeah. what on earth got you to, to look into this to any level? Well... When I was young, I'm always fascinated with um, ghosts because I'm from the Philippines. And we're so, you know, my mom will always tell me ghost stories, blah, 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 blah. Hey, if you don't go to bed early, you're going to see this, 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 you know. So we have a rest house. And one night I was sitting in the, um, the stairs and I saw a mist. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was about like probably 10 years old then. And so 
I I was scared. I know that because my mom will tell me something. Uh, there's mumu over there. Mumu means ghost. <laughs> Mm. So I saw this white mist and it's shaped like like a dress, a female, you know, with white dress. So that that time I'm like, okay, there's really a ghost. So from then on, I'm always fascinated with spirits, with ghosts. And I even dragged my daughter when she was eight years old. So I found this paranormal shows. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but anyway, yeah, it, it, uh, ghost uh, adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I've been watching that with my daughter, and so I'm like, I want to do this. I want to investigate, you know. So I met Tony, and he saw me watching um, one of the episode of Ghost Adventures, and I said, Hey, come on over here, let's watch this. And he goes that's BS. Come on. <laughs> he won't let, he doesn't want to sit with me and just watch. I said, just watch it. So finally, so yeah, when he's saying Valentine's day, I, I, I asked him, Hey, I want to do something. And then finally, and then boom. Wow. And, and here, and all of a sudden you're like the best hunters out there because the, his, uh, his curiousness and his skepticism got him tinkering with things. And uh, wow, <laughs> you guys are on top of the world of the paranormal world now with this. And now I can't stop him. He's the one who's very obsessed now. Like, you know, <laughs> it, guess what, Heidi? We investigated this um, hotel more than 50 times. Whoa. Yeah, when, when we first started, um, yeah, that, that's so true. She, she kind of sparked the interest for me, which I couldn't debunk. And that's what got me interested. And like, like I said, my, my dad being into the, the sort of physical science um, aspect, that's kind of how my childhood was. And, you know, when I asked a question, hey, what, how does this work? If it wasn't science-based, it, it, it didn't exist. And the paranormal obviously now today sort of has brought in science into it. But in the beginning, it didn't. And so it, for me, as, a, as, as growing up, if science couldn't explain it, it didn't exist. But today we know there's, there's a whole other world outside of what science can explain, and that's the paranormal. Oh, it makes sense. I mean, in all honesty, I, I just find it fascinating that uh, you've gone the direction that you have. And in relatively a short amount of time, when you think about it, I mean, how, well, when did you start with making this new piece of equipment, actually? Well, the new one has, that I built has only, what's been a year or so yeah, year that we've had it. But, but of course, we started about 10 years ago, about 2010 is when we started. But, um, you know, it, it, it just continues to grow and will continue to grow as far as what we build and what we use but yeah i mean it wow so 10 years ago you made your first adjustments well 10 years ago we built the first box and and we started getting results and it was phenomenal to me on what we were receiving so we just i just continued i continued to improve the first one that we built was hard to really hear what what they were saying 
So, you know, that was the first goal of mine was to get responses that were clear. And spirit speaks so fast that, you know, one of the first things that I noticed was we weren't catching all the responses. You could hear that something was said, but you couldn't determine exactly what it was. So to figure out the right electronic configuration, to figure out how they were responding and what they were saying, that was job number one. Gotcha. Uh, now, a, a very important question. Why didn't you call this the Rathman box or something cool like that? <laughs> well, It would live in infamy. <laughs> well, what we did was we called it the E-Vox, which included sort of the EV of entity voices. Mm. And then, of course, it's a spirit box. So Cherie just came up and said, why don't you call it the Evox? And I said, what is that? And she goes, well, it's kind of like the Entity Voices Spirit Box, just shortened to Evox. And I thought, that's not bad. Okay, we'll call it, we'll call it the Evox. Uh, man, that's, that's interesting. So, you know, when I think of, I, I, I don't know, I just don't have the mindset for it. I mean, let me pull the voices from the air better. I mean, what on earth goes into creating such a thing? I know you don't want to give your secrets, of course, but it's just so wild. Did you, you had to have integrated some of the known things out there that uh, people have used for uh, doing EVPs, electronic voice phenomena uh, recordings. So did did you just expand upon it or did you go in a whole different direction or a little of both i mean obviously we wanted to make sure that what we were using was was kind of the basis of what was out there so that's how it started but it was the goal to obviously make it make it better and improve on it so we took the best of what was used today we then experimented for years trying to figure out okay if we add this, does that make it better or does that make it worse? And we had a lot of boxes that that were tests in that arena. And when we finally determined what worked the best, that's what we used and that's what we built on and then tested it. And we found out that it was working and that the responses we were getting were not only accurate in the responses we were receiving, but that they were audible to the point that we could hear what they were saying. That's what we built on, and that's the Evox today. Nice. So I, I did see some of your videos where you're you're sitting at home. <laughs> you're just like anybody here. So it doesn't. I don't know if your home is haunted, but it seems that you don't necessarily have to be out on location in order to get something recognizable, correct? Well, what what we experienced um, and the fact that we do have spirits in our house have come from the outside investigations that we've done. And also in running the Copper Canyon Paranormal Research Center, which was the old Phelps Dodge Hospital, we've kind of dragged them to our house, not, not physically, but they showed up. So the fact that we can run a spirit box in our house and get responses, it's because of the outside um, investigations 
that we've kind of led them here. And, and you're welcoming this, Cherie, and the children? Hmm? Well, <laughs> we don't have a choice because we really know whether, you know, they come along with us or not. And then we'll just find out, oh, my gosh, we have spirits in the house. Well, to add also uh, with the spirit box, not all spirit box will actually work. It's actually you have to have communication with or communication a connection with a connection with the spirits in order for the box work yeah i mean that that's true so to kind of back up and explain what what had happened yeah when sheree was giving the our dog a bath one day um the dog got a little crazy when he got out of the bathtub and started running around the house while sheree was had taken out her phone to record what the dog was doing because she thought it was funny well what she had done then when the dog ran out of the our bedroom and ran into the living room she took the phone that she was using to record the dog running around and she just threw it onto the bed and never shut it off so the phone kept recording even though we didn't have a video picture well what happened was when i found out that she had done that and the phone had ran for like an hour recording. Um, wow. When I went to um, go over what was on the recording, I started noticing all these voices that were appearing. And what the voices were talking about was what the dog was doing. They were actually communicating with the dog, saying, settle down, Loki, don't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, who, who, who are these people? Where? <laughs> And, and Cherie was home alone at the time because I was out running errands. And when I noticed all these other voices on the recording in the house, that was kind of our first indication that, you know, we, we did have spirits within our own house. Something stuck to your shoe on the way home. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, gosh. I, I can't. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I tell people... Um, you know, you got to be careful sometimes because you might bring something back nasty. Have you have you been so unlucky to bring something not very friendly back home? We we have had that happen, um, and it was mistakes that we had made as beginning investigators. Um, we we weren't doing closing rituals. We weren't um, we we did make mistakes, and although those mistakes did. Um, you know, kind of open the door to what we, what we needed to do. It, we did bring something home one time from an investigation and we had to get rid of it. But, but yes, um, you know, that's why it's so important to make sure that any, any portals that you've opened, whether it be a communication portal or whatever the case may be, it's so important that you shut that all down when you leave. And we uh, Ghostbuster gonna... plasma blaster that usually works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, if that if if we could actually get a hold of one of those, that would be great. They're so great. They come you, in purple. Yeah. If, if you <laughs> there find you go. Somebody, if you find somebody who's got that, that would be great. But <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, Ghostbusters out of New York City. That's where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go there? There's a lot of COVID. <laughs> oh yeah, not right now. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. So, you know, can you share a little bit about how you close things off uh, personally? Because 
I don't think a lot of people get to hear that often. Uh, how do you seal seal the deal? Like, don't come home with me, buddies. Right. I can definitely cover that. There, there is a variety of ways. Um, there are, you know, obviously prayers that that are used. There's, there's certain incense and and other things that can be lit and burned and um, to help remove anything that may have attached or may be wanting to follow you home. There's religious objects. There's coins. There's there, there's an entire array of different aspects um, to use to close out anything that has attached or is open during that process. Um, we, we always do, be, well, the first thing that we always do is before we do investigation or go to any location, we always make sure we guard ourselves first by praying. And I always told that to Tony because one time happened to us and he was really affected and I cannot make him um, pray or pray with me. And totally, I told Tony, that's that's it. And we're not going to do any more investigation. I, I want this done and, you know, be done with it. We're not going to do investigation anymore. Something happened with Tony and it scares me to death. I, I thought, you know, He's gonna. It's kind of like obsess obsession. How'd you call that? It. He was obs. Not 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 obsessed. Right. Well, you have possession Pos and you have obs uh, oppression. Oppression. Right. Correct. And that's pretty much where I was at. It it was taking control. I mean, Sheree and I do this St. Michael's prayer, which I know by heart, but I couldn't even repeat the words. Oh. Even when she said, "Okay, I'm gonna say it. You repeat it." for something was keeping me from actually saying it. And yeah. it was, it was a very scary experience. Oh, oh, I got chills. That's, that is a little too close for comfort. I mean, and, and here, this is like a big hobby. And Cherie's like, I draw the line. <laughs> that is it. Exactly. This is, that is, oh, how did you get over that? Well, first of all, it, it's actually my mistake, and because since we're very, very new, we're not really so professional at that point. At that point, but we're right. very curious if if this really true or does it really exist or something. So I asked the spirit, "Can you use Tony's spirit energy?" Is what I she mean, said. I'm sorry, energy. And she gave them permission to use my energy to speak and move things and communicate and, and that that is a mistake we've never made again oh. because she gave them permission to use my energy and they did ah yeah that is my fault and you know I that's it, it it happens to a lot of people it really does so i i understand and and you know kudos to you both for putting that out there that this is a possibility to to happen i mean mistakes get made but you correct and uh, you move forward so learn, learn our lesson there. Yeah, and that that's one mistake to anyone who would be listening to to not underestimate the the power that that the spiritual realm has and cuz it's there and you don't know what kind of spirits you're you're interacting with and to not take the right precautions to for safety for you or your group um I can't stress that enough. Right. Yeah, it's horrifying. So, you know, 
I, I have to say here uh, in the in the middle of this that uh, yourself, both of you and myself, are going to be part of the Conjuring House, the real Conjuring House live streaming yes. event. It began yes. May 9th through the 16th. Uh, I personally, I'm going to be on uh, Tuesday, May 12th um, at uh, 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. When are you guys going to be on there? We are on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Got it. Really cool. So... Are you guys going to pull out the piece of equipment, the uh, Evox, and try it out? Well, I, I'm not sure we'll go that far for this one. I would love to be able to get the Evox into the home once the COVID situation uh, settles down. But um, we're going we're gonna to talk to them. Um, some of the things that we have in common with them is obviously they're a husband and wife um, investigation uh, crew. Right. Uh, our we have a similar situation, Sheree and I being husband and wife and having investigated the last 10 years, but also our kids are involved to a degree. And yeah. I know they have kids and I know their kids are being affected by some of the things that are occurring. And, you know, I know that they bought the house for one of the implications to be able to share with other investigators Mm-hmm. the experiences that are happening. Well, we've been through that as well, opening the Copper Canyon Paranormal Research Center, which was the old Phelps Dodge Hospital. And so we can help guide them through some of the mistakes that we've made there as well on what they're trying to do. Well, you know what? I think you both need to top them and buy the Amityville Horror House. How about that? Mm-hmm. You know, if it goes for sale, <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> If the, if the price is right. right if the price know. is right. My gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm like, yeah, you did this on purpose. And and, <laughs> and and I had to be told, by the way, Heidi, they don't want to get rid of it. They want to understand it. Because I'm all about like, oh, do you need help with that? Because I'll help, you know. No, no, they don't want help with it. They want to research it, Heidi. Oh, okay, all right. But uh, for people that are listening, go to thedarkzone.tv and uh, you'll see how you could sign up and, and watch. It's 24-7, creepy stuff, creepy experiments. And, um, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool to be part of it. And uh, big media coverage on this. So uh, doing something never done before, remote haunting uh, investigations. So it's cool. I, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to be really neat to participate, and I've been tuning in to it as well. Um, but, you know, I wanted to ask you both now <laughs> – You've got all these years behind you and, and this great listening device to hear what you can. What have been some of the creepier things that you've heard and come across? Um, you know, that, that that's a huge question that would literally take <laughs> me years to have to go back and, and figure out. But, yeah. you know, the, 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 the scariest things I think that come up is when they single you out when they call out your name. I mean, we were doing a private home investigation for a woman here in Phoenix and we had cleared the clearer house. We had set up barriers for them to re-enter. We had salted the doorways. And so I was literally telling her and Cherie was running her camera at, at that time, but I was literally, literally telling her the house is now cleaned. Um, they've been blocked. And this EVP came through clear as a bell, literally cursed me out 
um, said F you Tony. Um, <laughs> and then there was another female voice that came in that said, we're going to get you. Um, you know, so it's, it's instances like that where they single you out, where they know who you are, where they can identify you by name mm-hmm. and they say, we're, we're going to get you, we're coming after you. That's where it gets, that's where it gets a little unnerving. Mm, just, you think? Oof. <laughs> Ugh. Oh my gosh, it's like, I don't even want to hear a 10 year old threaten me like that, <laughs> let alone, because <laughs> I don't know, kids are something else these days and and then to have a, a something from the other side saying, "Yeah, we know where you live," and then they show up. Heck, right. no. that's right. that's horrifying. And, and we've had that happen. And you know that that's just one that comes to the top of my to my mind first, but it's one that definitely stands out. But we, oh. we've definitely had that happen. And that's you know uh-huh. the, 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 there there's two things about dealing dealing with the the spirit world or negative entities that really needs to be considered and we'll probably speak to the Heinzes in the conjuring house about that as well nice. is that a there there's no time frame meaning meaning that if they're going to get you it, it, it's not going to happen immediately and it could be a year or five years or 10 years later um they're they're not time-based like we are and the other thing we want to make sure we impose or impress is that there are no distant boundaries either. I mean, we've had spirits follow us from our paranormal research center to our house two hours away. We've had them come from the from the research center to um, Ohio when we were in the Bel Air house. We've had them go from the locations of the Hotel San Carlos to when we did the Diplomat Hotel in Baguio City, Philippines. So wow. across the world. Wow. So they must have like, uh, be part of the Million Mile Club then. Uh, well, I, I'd love to have their frequent flyer miles. For real. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cherie, <laughs> I want to hear one of your, I want to hear one of your stories. What, uh, what comes to mind? I get asked that all the time when it comes to my creepy stories. What's the scariest one? Oh my God. I mean, I've been over 20 years now. So I, I want to hear right. what pops to your head, Cherie, when it, when you think of some of the creepier things that have been told or said or happened. Well, the creepy, the creepiest thing that happened to me is actually when Tony and I did an investigation, I believe that that's the Oxbow Saloon. Here in Payton, Arizona. Uh, I don't remember what we were, which place we were investing. I think you might be right. I think it might have been, or it might have been the the Phelps Dodge Hospital. If you could come a little closer, so I could hear you better, Cherie, that'd be great. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, six feet distance. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it? What were you saying? Okay, when we did the um, investigation at Oxbow Saloon, I believe, after that, so when we were doing, um, reviewing our evidence, I'm I'm reviewing my videos, and Tony did the same thing also. We were both in the bed. Yeah, it was like 2.30 in the morning, and we were sitting on the bed. We were reviewing the stuff we had captured. I think I was going through audio. I think Cherie was going through video. And then I thought it's our dog because he's white, and we saw this white mist apparition mist, right? 
I don't know whether if it's, you know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it was. It was definitely, but, but basically this white figure went right across our room, right over our bed that we were sitting on and was in our house. And we followed both of us. We were looking yeah, it's if like you, synchronized. We're both synchronized. If you if there was a camera on us at that time, you could literally watch our both of our heads simultaneously <laughs> follow this thing across the room as it moved. So I'm like, did you see that? And what the heck is that? So I thought it's Loki. I said, Hey buddy. And our dog was not in the room. In fact, not. I got up, went out to find the dog, and he was way on the other side of the house in the corner sleeping. So it was not our dog. So don't know exactly what this was. I mean, I have a pretty good indication, but this was something that had followed us back and was now in our home. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, that's not the most scariest for me in my experience. Oh, do tell. Let's hear it. <laughs> it it's actually, what we saw that night is actually fascinating or I'm like curious curiosity but when tony and i afterward so we went for a happy hour with our co-worker with my co-workers actually i invited tony i always go <laughs> invite my husband to my happy hour <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so we were we were at the restaurant outside the patio and of course we're drinking a little bit here and there so tony was telling a story about so they had asked about uh, the last investigation we had done right and they were asking about details of it uh -huh. so i was um giving them some of the details that had occurred and right in the middle of the conversation in fact they were sitting at the table i was standing mm -hmm. and i i did have a beer in my hand but the arm that was holding the beer while I was talking to him, which means I wasn't like flinging it around or, or scraping it. I mean, I was really, I was holding my beer. Something had come up and scratched me. Well, actually that oh. scratch, it, it started punctured. There's well, like, like three, a bur it was like a burn to begin with. Three puncture right. uh, in his arm. And I said, you're bleeding and it started growing toward his wrist, wrist. and it's it, like a scratch thing yeah there were three scratches you could see the the i guess i should say puncture wound where mm -hmm. the where the fingers had originally impacted but it was funny because it was different from a regular scratch because it was almost burned on top of it no. So my, my arm was both scratched and burned. And of course, Cherie saw the blood when I was holding my, my drink. Yeah. And that's what she said. What did you do? You're bleeding. Oh, well, man. When we started to look, you could see the, the three impacts where the fingers had started. And then the, the five inch or six inch scratch trail grew as, as we now noticed it. And how are the friends taking this? Not well. Yeah, they were shocked also. And they were like, what did you do? And that that wound or that mark lasted three days or four days. It lasted. Jeez. You know, it's just something about tinkering with one's soul that uh, I just, I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's a little bit, always, little bit scary. 
Right, and it always happens to Tony. One when we were at La Posada, he he got possessed, and now the the scratch. Well, the, the, the scratch was before La Posada, and I, I think I was just saying information they didn't want me revealing. I was giving names because they had mm. given spirits had given us names. Yeah, and they were in this hotel, and I was literally I think I just was giving too much information they didn't want me talking about. Well, you know what I always tell my friends when I would take them for uh, a UFO sky watching or something like that? I'm like, oh, yeah, please come because I need a human sacrifice. This is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely necessary. So just come along. Yeah, bring your kids. Bring your kids. <laughs> and they just like freeze like, is she being it's serious? <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't mind the rope. Don't mind the rope. It's okay. <laughs> how's, how's the turnout on invitations like that? <laughs> actually oh no i had a lot of takers they're just like ah she's kidding i think isn't her specialty demons <laughs> uh, so but i i i wonder you know sometimes there are certain people that just seem to get targeted more and and i don't know it's just it's scary but how are your children getting affected by these things i mean are they just totally like sidestepping and sprinkling holy water on you both or what well, you know, it, it's funny that you, you asked that question because that, that has happened as well. Um, you know, sh our daughter, um, and I think she was, what, 18, 18 at the time? So we're not talking, we're not talking necessarily little kid, but, yeah. but um, she was, I think she was 18 at the time. And she, Cherie and I got up and she was already up and she was crying. And Cherie said, what, what's wrong? And she said, there's something in my room. I saw it. I saw the shadow. Mm. I could hear it talking. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I went, okay, no, 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 no. And then obviously grabbed the, the Evox or the spirit box that we had at that time and uh, reached out to the spirits and said, okay, you, if you want to communicate with myself or Cherie, that's fine. You do not communicate with our kids. Um, you're scaring them. I want to know who was in the room, what you were doing there. And the funniest part about this is that they answered every question. I don't remember the name of the spirit, though, that was in the room, but they gave us the name. Okay. The funny part was you could hear the other spirits in the background asking what room it was. And then, <laughs> you, then you can hear the spirits tell them, oh, it's, it's down the hall across from Nico's room, I was absolutely just shocked because they literally spelled out our house, which room was her, identified her room. Um, <laughs> they, ratted, they ratted each other out. It wasn't me, Sam. That was you, wasn't it? Weren't you going right. to for the shoes? Oh, I was well, they, they even told us the name <laughs> of, the, of the male spirit that was in her room. He apologized. Yeah. They said it wouldn't happen again. And it hasn't. And that was what, three, four years ago? Yeah. Literally, wow. the spirit says, sorry. Sorry. Yep. Jeez. Like, I was just checking out her dress. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Ah, that's well, horrifying. My daughter loves paranormal also, but oh. she probably. Yeah, for, for her to be that upset, though, from it, you know, it was obviously a very frightening experience right for her. she said mama they're playing with my 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 light and i saw the shadow hovering around and i couldn't sleep i didn't even sleep waiting for you guys to wake up yeah 
Goodness. Wow. And your son, how does he deal with this? He, he hasn't had anything um, unbelievably frightening. Uh, well, I shouldn't take that back. I should take it back. <laughs> not, not, not personally to him, like at, at, in the house. Um, he's definitely had experiences like that big, whoever pounded on the wall when he was carrying that camera back for me at the copper gate, it scared him something fierce, (laughs) but, um, but, uh, you know, they have a pretty good, um, understanding. I mean, they've been involved with it for years, maybe not as many as Sheree and I have, but they've definitely been integrated on every level of it. They, they know what to do. They know what to be afraid of. They know when to call us for help. Um, and, and they both have a huge fascination. And I mean, every time we go, if we know the place is relatively harmless, and I always say relatively, because you just never know what you're going to run into, but they will come with us. They will investigate. They will do EVPs. Nice. But I think they've been exposed enough to it that they're, they're definitely comfortable with it. Well, that's cool. I mean, I, I think it's important to educate people on the paranormal in general, because for me, it's not just a possibility. It's a threat that you will experience something at some point in your life and you should know how to handle it or what to do, you know? Absolutely. And, and the bigger part of that is that if you've opened that door, that door will never close. So if you haven't experienced anything negative yet, your chances are you will. It's just a matter of time. Isn't that the truth? And everybody loves me for that. I bring gifts to every party. So anyway... <laughs> They're just like, oh crap! Is that her? Ah, she seems horrible. <laughs> from Heidi, return it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it you have no idea what my social life is like when it comes to. This. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, like, oh yes, oh yes, for sure. Oh yeah, you know, I I am excited to see how things turn out. Just for people to hear this story, so I've got a lot of problems. Well, it's not problems. I. Uh, I've been called a machine empath. That's the best thing to, the way to put it. Um, I, I have a lot of electronic things that go on around me, but I also try to get them to work better for me. So trying to have this, uh, this communication, if you will, to make things work better. Um, but lately it's been getting really out of hand and it doesn't seem to matter if I'm in the room, um, <laughs> cross country, if it's something in connection to me, it's just a lot of things keep going on. Right. So I'm chatting with uh, these two on uh, on Messenger, and I'm telling <laughs> telling you guys how this happens. And, and what did we have? Like five different weird little glitches. Uh, oh, yep. they just yeah. kept coming. It it was multiple <laughs> duplicated messages. It was like this weird scrolling effect of the pages. It was I've never seen anything I like that. I gotta tell you some stories too, real quick though. Yeah. So I was talking to my mom yesterday because it was uh, Mother's Day over there yes uh, yeah because we're mm-hmm. right a day right. ahead so but anyway she was talking to me via a facebook video call so she said so i can't see you there's something uh like green greenish in your video um it, it's something like a graphic type of thing. he she can't see me the one that I sent you on Facebook, I said, this is what's happening to my mom. I don't know. I forgot the name, what you call that, Heidi. Shadow? No, yeah. no. It's something like a, a, the the monitor, just flat greenish. Oh, mm. okay. Wow. So, 
And she said, I, I can't see you. What is this? So I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is Heidi's fault. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I told my mom, okay, I've got to tell this to Heidi. That, that, <laughs> you know? that, that but, connection you have, though, to, to different <laughs> machines and electronics, Heidi, is yeah. something I definitely sparked my interest and would love to be able to see whether that be, you know, paranormal or extraterrestrial mm -hmm. or who knows what. But I uh, don't, I don't know. What, would but, love to see what the Evox does around your presence. It would be really interesting. And, and uh, I mean, it's, it is like, it gets to the point of being absolutely crazy. I, I, I don't even know what to think of it. And, it. and it seems to keep trying to top itself. Uh, I just had something uh, happen the other day. I posted it on Facebook. My um, my iWatch. I mean, yeah, I they saw don't, that. They don't turn on when you don't have skin uh, attached to it, and sure. <laughs> right. But it turns on. It tells me about my activity. I'm like, really, really. <laughs> I haven't even touched it. It's just sitting next to me. I'm on my computer. I'm like, oh my gosh, and. I think it was, uh, well, I was chatting with you guys too. It was like sending messages and uh, yeah. it was pinging and, and it's getting my messenger. Uh, it's, you know, it just can't do that. It doesn't receive messages unless I, I, and it's locked, mind you. You have to put a code in it. Right. And, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. And then you said your cell phone was, was glitching or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just always. Oh, well, I was hearing, I was hearing beeps that were coming over why we were sending messages and there was, there was nothing. I kept going back and looking and said, okay, did I get a Facebook message? Did I get an email? Nothing. Yeah. You get the beat. I kept getting, Heidi got a call. Remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My gosh. Oh yeah. That, oh my goodness. I don't, I don't even know what to say anymore. And people are like, well, obviously your stuff is hacked. I'm like, okay. So that would mean everything I own is hacked. Everybody I, everybody I know is hacked because it just keeps going on and on. And um, I'm curious to, uh, I, I had poltergeist stuff growing up and haunting and, and aliens and oh, the demons. And, and I'm just like, you know, I think it's a combination of, of myself and uh, these elements. So hopefully I get to the bottom of it one day. <laughs> but yeah. it's wild. <laughs> we should. We shall Good. see. So yes, I'm anxious to, to see more about this uh, this evox that, that and the things that you can get from that because you're sharing with me that you had uh, someone that was on the phone with you, and you got responses. You connected to the other side. It that is mind blowing. So it's almost like you're a remote psychic <laughs> with that machine. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny because in the last probably year we've even pushed the boundaries of what we even thought it could do in in everything from you know helping on cold cases to get answers for you know cases that have been cold for the last 30 40 years and yet this box is spitting out answers that uh, actually fall in place and that to you know individual people who have contacted us and said hey you know my my father passed away or my mother passed away a year ago. I would just love to see if there's a message. And, you know, when we, when we ask the questions and the responses come through and then we send them to them, we don't know who we're expecting to hear or mm -hmm. what they should sound like or anything in between. And every time we've done it, you know, they, they respond back and go, Oh my God, that's my father or that's my mother. Or, right. and it's just like, I, you we know, I can't even, right. Yeah. I can't even explain how that works. It just, 
It just does. Yeah. So it, you think you'll ever mass produce this and put it in every police precinct across uh, the, the country? You know, we, we've been asked that question, I don't even know how many years of whether we're going to do production. And, you know, it, it's not, we, we don't do it to, to look to, to make money or sell something. No, we, we, we don't charge with our yeah, um, investigation. Right. Well. And we produce them only because we want what we know is going to work yeah. and that we're familiar with how it, so it, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon, just because, mm -hmm. like I said, we're using it for a specific purpose. Yeah. Um, and that purpose is our education and our understanding of, of what's happening. And so, yeah, I, I don't, huh. I would be concerned too, because uh, I can't even count how many times people have contacted me who have, you know, played with that little Mattel toy or Hasbro. I don't know that, that thing called the Ouija board. Ouija board? Uh, yeah. Whoa. I mean, Oh, here it's for you children. It's like, does that say eight and up or something? I'm like, what? <laughs> You know, it's so it worries me that people would have access and, and just treat it like a drinking game, and which they yeah, do. You and, can actually buy it at Walmart. You can buy, you can yeah. buy it anywhere. Right, but, right. Yeah, next to Candyland, right? And Monopoly, yeah, right? Exactly. But that, that's the misunderstanding um, about it is that, you know, using a, we, using a Ouija board or, you know, even doing EVP sessions, I mean, you, you're opening yeah. that door. You do. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's a, it's a Mattel or Hasbro game board and, and plastic pieces or whether you're recording a voice on a recorder. The, the, what remains constant is that you're opening a doorway to another dimension regardless of what tools you're, you're using to do that with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People ask me, Heidi, why don't you go into these houses and, and, and hunt more often. I, I started doing it more remotely, like, you know, helping people sitting on, on the radio shows and whatnot and talking to them this way uh, because it's just so widespread. And I'm like, are you, do you know how anxious these demons are waiting for me to come into their pit? You know, right. like, there she is. <laughs> we got her now. Oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, the dude. day that happens, I'm going in with a team of priests, um, <laughs> the, the Rathmans to ask them, what's your name? So we know what to call the beast when it's uh, coming out of my skin. I mean, she's, <laughs> You probably don't have to go hunting for them when they're hunting for you, Heidi. Oh, they are, man. It's just oh, so funny. But, you know, so <laughs> how do people get a hold of you if they need your help, your assistance, your guidance, sure. uh, your machine? Well, the easiest way, um, and there's multiple ways. Um, obviously, we run a website called EntityVoices.com. All of our contact information is there. We can be contacted on uh, Facebook via the Entity Voices page, the Tony Rathman page. Um, we can be contacted through the CopperCanyonPRC.com page. Um, obviously, we're on we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on every every social media out there. I think we've got some sort of listing or connection to. But um, and of course, phone numbers are listed. I mean, if somebody's in a in a panic state. I mean, obviously we try to keep uh, private investigations to the state of Arizona, you know, although we've done ones outside of it, yeah. um, you know, just from a travel standpoint and stuff, but, mm -hmm. but that, that's the easiest way to, to get in contact with us. Yeah. And you guys are going to be on the real life conjuring house, uh, the live streaming event on the dark TV. When are you on again? We are on Wednesday, the May 13th at 11 a.m. 
um, East, Eastern time? Or just... Eastern, I think he said. Eastern. Yeah, okay. And myself, I'll say again, I'm going to be on Tuesday, May 12th at 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, so it's this is exciting. I, I'm really happy to have had the chance to speak with you both. I've heard just glowing reviews uh, and saying they're just the nicest people all over the place. So uh, <laughs> that, that, that's great. That's great that's to true. hear, though. That's yes. true. <laughs> <laughs> you two are awesome. And it's nice to have upbeat, positive people in this field because it's not about trying to scare people. It's trying to get people to, to realize this is real. This is going on. And there's help. Uh, you can get answers and you can survive and, and having a, a good support basis as right. we both have each other. That's huge. Yeah. And th that, that's a huge benefit to our situation is that, yeah. you know, we, whatever we experience, we experience it together. We can deal with the after effects together. Uh, but you're absolutely right. There, there's so much more to the paranormal field than just the scare factor. Now I know that's, you know, that's a big deal for, you know, when you're doing, big events and stuff everyone wants to see that wow factor but there is like the the whole communication thing i mean the things we've been told and the things that have the information that has come to us um just is not something that would you know fall underneath what you'd consider to be the big wow scary factor right. but but it's almost even more scarier when you get into it because you find out wow, that's, that was accurate. They were right. 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 They, they right. knew what they were talking about. And that's a bigger wow factor to me, but that, that's true. really, that's Very really true. our, our push into it is to, is to right. get more of those answers. Right. Well, I have to say, Sherry, Tony, Rathman, you guys have been a blast to have on the show. Thank you so much. We will definitely uh, have you back so we can chat some more about things and, and what's brewing, what's cooking. Yeah, so you guys remember you can catch me here on Angels to Aliens with me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander on Believe. And remember, if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, and again, iTunes. And you could go to Believe at Believe Podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. And know that you can find me on Twitter at one Heidi Hollis, Facebook, same thing, Instagram, same thing, and the Hat Man Letters at medium.com forward slash at Heidi Hollis. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much. Angels to Aliens, from ghost stories to angel encounters, Bigfoot sightings, alien abduction, near-death experiences, and more. Get advice and insight with Angels to Aliens with Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.